Hey everybody, this is Belgariad and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. Welcome to season three, episode 15. This season we're reading book three, Magician's Gambit. And today we're diving into chapter 14. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I'm from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I direct stuff over there. And I am a women's fiction author with a very strong magical and fantasy bent with lots of, you know, divine feminist stuff thrown in there. <laughs> and I'm Alicia, fantasy author. So... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I look at you like, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes. Welcome yeah. to the show, everyone. <laughs> Alicia, what is yeah. in your cup this week? Tell me, tell me, tell uh. me. Well, I have in my cup this week, uh, I don't know if I pronounce this right, but I say it. Pau de Arco tea. And now that's like a, a tree root of some sort tea. And it helps with candida. Huh? So I, like I think I mentioned this a few couple weeks ago or something, I have, I've been having a candida imbalance. Um, and now infections are returning to me. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> over the weekend, I was hit with a rather unpleasant one. Oh, um, I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. yeah, so I'd, I'm at a loss for what, other than, yeah, candida imbalance, um, possibly stress, maybe a little bit, uh, probably more my eating habits than anything, though, because it's been really hard for some reason for me to get on track with my eating, even though I've been, my body's been giving me signs for like two months now, mm -hmm. like stop eating sugar, stop drinking wine. <gasps> Sugar's a big eating. one for candida, isn't it? Yeah. And wine is probably one of the worst things you can drink. But I like, I just love my glass of wine in the evening. And so I would just like, oh, it's, it's not the wine. And I'd talk yeah. myself out of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I totally do that all the time. Oh, it's not that thing. Not that thing. And I really, really don't want to stop now. It's not that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've had the rude, sorry, my dog, someone came to the door. I think they dropped off a package i'll calm down in a second but i had um what was i talking about oh yeah the wine mm. so i've had to stop wine i'm stopped wine again and um it just kind of i don't know it just my evenings aren't the same when i don't have a glass of wine it's just i don't know why but uh, I'm trying really hard to listen to my body and clear up all of this. So I'm trying to, well, I'm going to see schedule appointment with a specialist just to make sure there's nothing else going on. But um, mm -hmm. otherwise, I think it probably is just my lifestyle habit. Yeah. And aside from that, this past week and a half, I was introduced to the world of um, cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Why I found it interesting is because I had a day where I sat down and outside and I just spoke to the universe, like, I am so ready to like get out of the space. Like, 
just in many terms, like this space physically, but also the space emotionally and the stuff. And a few hours after that, my cousin, the one that lives in South Africa, the one who grew up with me, um, sent me a text because I had been talking to him about my money situation and and he had said some things that I was kind of like, well, I don't, that's not really my thing. And then he's like, well, there's another way, but you'd really have to have an open mind. Cause I think he didn't know where I would be when he'd share the idea with me. So he told me about cryptocurrency and because he's super knowledgeable, uh, he was able to just spew all the information at me in these texts. And so it made sense to me completely after reading that. Mm-hmm. And, um, So with his help, I started kind of just dabbling in cryptocurrency. I just invested like a small, like $40 to get just the smallest little amount to grow with this group of people. So I'm going to see where it goes. Okay. Does it Uh, have to do with blockchain? Yeah, it's blockchain. And so specifically, it's like Bitcoin is the biggest one, but we're with Ethereum. We're investing in Ethereum. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the next biggest one that's supposed to overtake Bitcoin eventually. And it's okay. growing really, really fast. Yeah. So the cool thing is, um, I don't know if it's cool or not, but it looks like this is going to take over the currency we currently have eventually. Like this is just going to be what we use. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of cool to get in now while people, most people are still kind of adverse to it. Um, or they just don't understand it. yeah you're very uh, this is a this is the still in the really early adoption phase it won't i don't think it will be a global thing for uh, for quite a while but definitely that's where where things are heading blockchains are yeah. really interesting um are really it's fascinating like i still can't get my head quite around it but i know that like like you take for example all of the micro payments that go on now like you know, uh, we put our audio, uh, our music and our meditations and that kind of stuff on uh, streaming services. So mm-hmm. every time someone streams our stuff, we get a tiny little micropayment for that stream and it adds up and then, you know, they pay us out. So it's, it's all of these little micropayments would be managed by blockchain rather than, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense to me because because it's decentralized like Mm. the proper cryptocurrencies are decentralized Mm -hmm. um so you know there's no central place that has control like each person is in their own control with it which is what i love because i'm all about like i said i'm not an employable person Mm. uh so i'm all about like having full control especially of my own money Mm -hmm. so i was really excited when i started learning about this i think decentralization is a good thing yeah, it is a good thing. And so I think a lot of people just miss the phone. What I'm finding from talking to people about it, a lot of people just misunderstand it. Well, and I think that the term crypto doesn't yeah. do it any justice. No, it, it really doesn't do it any favors. <laughs> I, when I talk about it, I talk, I, I talk about blockchain. Yeah. And come at it from there. Um, but I don't talk, I mean, I don't know enough to talk about it. I know tiny little bit about it I, but it's, as with anything in the early adoption phase everybody thinks it's ridiculous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and that's just, just like when they were just the way it is 
Yeah, like when they used to just hand out bitcoins and people would be like, I don't know, what do I want that for? And now one bitcoin's like eleven thousand dollars. Like, yeah. Well, if I had collected ten of those like ten years ago, where would I be now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be a millionaire. It's like when Apple first came out. Like, if you had shares in Apple back then, mm-hmm. ching. But it's yeah. early adoption, and you know, people looked at these things like, what? Right anything any new thing that comes out that's totally revolutionary that changes entire systems is always going to be poohooed until you until it reaches the critical mass where it becomes like what everyone's doing and then people go oh yeah this, this is cool mm-hmm. right right so i'm i'm trying to get into where i can invest and like start building up a pretty like a pretty good amount i don't know that it'd even be a savings but i probably would start investing it in mm. other currencies and like i could get into mm. bitcoin which is higher but then i'd have a way to do it and i can <laughs> just see endless possibilities with this i'm like this could be my answer to not having a job right remember i was saying mm. yeah. i don't want to have a job and i don't necessarily want to run a business unless it starts to flow better i don't mm. want to have to fight like fight against the Mm-hmm. The flow and then right after I proclaimed that and asked the universe my cousin came to me with this and it just made sense for me personally mm-hmm. I understand most, a lot of people aren't ready for it and that's fine but I just share it I just share it because I feel like it could benefit anybody who's open to it you know well good luck and cheers to you and yeah I hope it all goes really well for you babe yeah I think it's going to cool well, my cup, my potion this week is activated charcoal and water. Oh, was it? That was lightning. And really? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, because it's like, no, nah, it's dark. No, it's uh-huh. been, well, I think it was lightning. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, activated charcoal and water. Um, Oh, yeah, thunder. Uh, oh, you probably can't hear it. Oh, okay. No, I can't. You can? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, but you got a nice little storm brewing over there, huh? Yes, yeah, raining. Ah, okay, so, yes, because I'm finally trying this solution that I've been like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> you know, for a couple of years now, I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a try. Um, because of the, I don't know, maybe it's the damage that I've done to my gut over the years with gluten, um, like gluten poisoning and stuff. Um, For so many years before I realised that I shouldn't eat it. Um, I just, and so I have lots of food intolerances and um, like with, I can't eat, onion like any is it the brassica brassicas i can't eat onion garlic spring onion shallots leeks if i eat any of those my belly gets incredibly gurgly and it's like i could weaponize the gas that comes out of my butt really is horrible it's really uncomfortable it's quite kind of painful so Mm -hmm. oh you know don't eat that shit anymore yeah so i stopped eating those a few years ago 
and I just cook differently. So I substitute capsicum and celery. And there's a spice called, funnily enough, it's, it's like um, devil's mud or devil's devil dung, um, which and you get a tiny little amount. It's, I think it's, a, it's made from a resin or a sap or something from a plant and like ground up into a powder and it just has a really nice savory flavor you just use a tiny little bit of it so i don't miss like the onions and the garlic and stuff that used to form the basis of all the things i cook i just use different stuff and that immediately stopped all of that like really painful gurgling but i'm still left with pretty much like i have tried cutting all kinds of things out of my diet and I still fart like a bloody trumpet. It's ridiculous and really uncomfortable. I don't like it. It just makes me feel uncomfortable all the time. So I've been taking, I started taking activated charcoal and I don't smell and it's amazing really? and it's wonderful and Thank you very much. So I'll just keep talking. Wow. Yeah, it's great. And, so. and it's interesting because the, your, your digestive system is really, really linked to your brain function. Like it's totally linked to your brain function. And so what I'm actually finding is I am getting this new clarity. So I've had a, had a week where, you know, my brother was hurt. Oh, my brother is home from the hospital and healing. He's tingling in his right arm from one of the fractures, one of the vertebrae. Hopefully that will heal, but he's in good spirits and yeah. starting to mend. So that's good. There we go. Yes. Little update on my brother. Um, but so I was kind of sh really shaken from that. And so through the week, I've been trying to get centered and. Today I was centered enough to get back into it. But what I noticed when I started taking the, is the dog okay? Is she coughing? Yeah, she's got something stuck in her. You need to see to her? Well, I mean, she's fine. She was, um, I think, hold on. I'm going to get her some water real quick. And yeah, no then, worries. And then go on. I'll just pause the recording. outside because I think if she eats some grass or something that that might help her because that usually does yep 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 yeah so, so what was I up to yeah clarity so it's um because they use chuck activate like they use it to like when you poison yourself that's what they give you to soak up all of the toxin so that your body can get rid of it mm -hmm. so I think that like that's literally what I'm doing and so I think that it's actually uh, a good thing. I am yeah. very happy with the way I'm feeling. I'm much more comfortable in my belly and in my head. So that was something I didn't expect. Maybe I'll have to try that. Because I have like indigestion. It's like a really mild. Maybe it can help with like indigestion, even for my daughter, because she gets at nighttime. 
it's not big. like gas but it's it's like you feel kind of like right up in here like you might want to oh, throw up or you got to burp different. like for me I've, is it yeah that's hot this is my heartburn Hanukkah um deals a little bit with heartburn and she's um that has a lot to do with stress as well mm. around your jaw and um i don't know i mean you've got to make sure you drink lots of water when you're having charcoal and i am not an expert i'm not i just know what it's doing for me yeah so i'll look into it and see yeah. if i say anything so let's look up garyan's view what is garyan's view this week so i didn't fill this out right after i read the chapter so my memory was kind of vague <laughs> so i i summarized it as they have a battle with gruel and his minions because <laughs> that's basically what the whole chapter was i mean pretty much so yeah, that's it. That was the summary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. We start the chapter. They had they had the battles last week, excuse me, with the monsters. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna keep going having battles this week with other monsters. Right. And um, we're moving through the mountains. Yeah, so we're still in the mountains. I actually really like the description at the start of this chapter. Mm. Um, when they talk about it, like it's just the colorless landscape and the water is black and the snow is white and the trees are black and the sky is gray, like lead gray. And it just, I could totally see it. It was really like I took my time and read the descriptions and I've never done that before. That was really a nice experience. Yeah. Yeah, he has some good descriptive moments in the hmm. in the chapters. And I like it because it's not complicated. It's not convoluted. It's just right. <laughs> really clear. I like that. Hmm. Like sometimes I enjoy a good convolute. I'm trying yes. to like work out what's going on. But sometimes it's just nice to read it and like oh yeah mm -hmm. i know i understand exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i agree but they're um so they're moving up through the mountains it's getting colder like while they slept it got even colder and, and now as they're traveling it's kind of like too much and silk isn't isn't going for it he wants belgrath to change the weather a little bit but Belgrath doesn't want to yeah so this is um so Silk's having a bit of a moan but I wonder if it's if Silk's kind of um feeling I mean he's feeling antsy because it's unfamiliar territory he doesn't know where he's going he doesn't know where he is and that is a very uncomfortable position for him to be in and so mm -hmm. maybe he you know, is talking more um, and kind of picking at things because he's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It would make sense. And the the descriptions of like that they're they're going upstream now. He's trying to go downstream, and Silk's so kind of questioning the whole thing. It's like, yeah, Elras, like, no, I know this area. Just trust me. And yeah, um, Silk doesn't 
like not having the control I guess of navigation yeah, yeah. well yeah just he's out of yeah because that's so much a part of who he is he's the guide isn't he you know mm, yeah <laughs> um but then they hear this howl well it's more like a or a kind of mindless hooting is what it's described as mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Belgroth tells Gary and it's it's a rock wolf mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound like a wolf and then Belgroth explains well he's not actually a wolf but no. what are they exactly well what I I know the picture that I get in my head I get a picture of like um hang on it's, I, I'm losing my words Hyena. I get a picture of a hyena. You know, I did too, now that you mention it, towards the end when they're actually like in the fight. Yeah, like a it's black like, oh, These are kind of like deformed hy hyenas. Yeah, so they're, but to me, in my head, they're like taller hyenas, like mm -hmm. bigger and, and their front legs are longer. So they sit up, they stand up, they're more upright at the front of their body than the back. Their face looks like a hyena. They've got that hump on their back like a hyena does. And they're black and white rather than tawny and black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the picture I have in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you see it. So, yeah, there's a couple of times where, where Belgrath says, like, comments that they're not actually wolves or dogs. They're from a completely different family. Correct. But that they still call them rock rock wolf rock wolf yeah it's just the name so, they have rock wolf um and the I, oh sorry hang on. and belgrad says they probably won't attack us unless they're one of the packs that have been raised by the eldraken mm -hmm. uh so you know let's just keep our eyes out and then they realize that the rock wolves are following them and they, and Belgarath asks Paul to have a look in air quotes to um, get a clearer picture of how many, I guess, and just who's around. Yep. And she sees that there is an Eldrak out there. So this is a bigger creature. And it's like, kind of like the leader of these uh, rock wolves. Yeah, well, it's like, almost kind like, of like a gathering point. Mm, yeah. So his name's Gruul. So it's more sentient. Well, not not sentient. Um, can communicate like with humans. Mm -hmm. Has that ability? Has the has the ability of speech? Yeah. Sort of a very rough kind of speech. She comments, I do like, she sort of comes back and shudders almost. And he's, she's like, oh, his mind's like a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not a, not a, nice, not a nice creature. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see when you picture Gruel? Like when it comes out and... Um... Honestly, it reminded me of kind of like of the trolls from the hobbit the three trolls around the fire oh, except okay. except with like the armor thing on okay um so yeah kind of like that i see so have you ever seen star wars 
Yeah. Okay, you know in Jabba's palace, they've got the guards there. They're kind of like piggy monsters with the jutting yeah. under jaw and the tusks mm-hmm. and the little little tiny eyes. And that's the kind of thing I see, but like eight feet tall. Yeah. And with black shaggy fur. <laughs> right. Definitely a strange, a strange looking thing. Yeah. To visualize. Yeah. So I, but I really, I really gave it a good go this time. It's like, okay, exactly. What does he look like? He's massive. And he's not only massive, he's really fast as well. Very, um, yeah, very, very fast can move quickly in different directions. So change directions quickly. So, which they find out a bit later on. But to keep, like, to get into a safe position, they go out into a little, like, a little area that juts out from the land into the river. So they've got the river behind them. And then they, Jernick builds a fire, like a wall, like a fire wall out of the driftwood across the little narrow opening that take, goes out into this, this little bar that juts out into yeah. the river. So that's about as safe as they can get in this place. That's because Belgrath tells them they're afraid of fire. So they put the fire strip. And then once they have it all set up and done, he's like, well, sometimes they're afraid of fire. Not always. (laughs) (laughs) You can just see Silk rolling his eyes, can't you? (laughs) Yeah. And so the rock wolves and... Grawl, the Eldrak, come close. So Nidra and... screams at the yes. sight of the Eldrak. Yeah, so, so he's just horrible, horrible. Actually, you can just see her like almost freaking out, like panicking. And then mm-hmm. you get this big description of what he looks like and it's just blur. And, it, and as it turns out, Belgrath and Gruel have met before. Yeah. And Belgrath pretty much kicked his ass, right? Well, I don't know about Slashed kicking his him. ass. He sort of says, well, you know, we met. I had a knife. I've sliced his belly open. I ran away. Pretty much. <laughs> that was the... <laughs> That's still pretty good, though. I mean, to be able to do that. You know? Oh yeah, but now he's got armor, so he's got like this, all of this cobbled together armor, uh, made of different bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, he's like, "Yep, come fight me now." He calls him Grat because he can't pronounce Belgrath because of the way his jaw is. He's like, "Grat, hungry Grat, come fight." So he's like egging him on saying yeah yeah come on fight yep come and have a fight and then i'll eat you (laughs) yeah so this is where i believe the trolls from the hobbit came to mind for me just because of the speech because that's how they're depicted they can't speak too well they're kind of they sound kind of grunty yeah but yeah so he really wants um to face off belgarath again Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm but But something to prove Mm -hmm. um and so they're talking about how the hell do they like fight this monster yes 
um, you know, and um, Barak's like, well, maybe if we all go at him at once, one of us might get lucky. And and Mandrell and um, it's like, well, you know, hang on a minute, we'll look at that. That's maybe not a great idea. And Barak's amazed. He's like, what prudence from you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but then they realise that no, no, he's just suggesting he does it all himself <laughs> because he is the only one with a weapon that wields a weapon long enough to stay out of danger zone like a lance. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then they so, all decide that they will try and distract him so that Mandrellan can run him through with a lance. Yep. And Dernick has the idea to throw sticks of fire over to scare the and scatter the rock wolves since they're afraid of the fire. So that kind of adds to the whole, you know, setup so that those yep. other guys can just get in and yep. do what they need to. Yep, yep, yep. So, and this is where they discover how quick uh, Gruel actually can move because they throw all the fire, the rock wolves do scatter. One of them sort of runs straight at Gruel and he's just he's like carrying this massive club that's wrapped in steel and spikes and he just sort of smashes the, the rock wolf aside and they're like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> he's really quick too. Crap. So they decide that they better do something. <clears throat> Whatever they're going to do, they better do it before he ends up out there with them. And so they all get ready. They distract him. Mander Allen rides at him. Gary reaches for his sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <clears throat> and Aunt Paul's like, no, not you. Stay there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was important that he stayed by her anyways. Yes, 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 as it turns out. So they're mm-hmm. all, the, the everyone's out there, Barak and Dernick and um, Mandrell and Heta, like all of them except for Paul and Belgrath and Garion and Snedra. Right. So they're all there. Mandrell and charge isn't successful. Girl slams him aside. So they're all just sort of trying to get at him however they can and then Pogara calls father now this I like it this very I think it's kind of elegant the way that this is done in this chapter so Pogara calls father and then all of a sudden Belgraf is there in the form of a wolf and he joins the fight as a wolf Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, that was pretty cool. And then he, she calls Garion over. Um, and I, this is a nice part. Did you want to talk about this part or? Yeah. The um, amulet. So she, yeah, she tells him to take out his medallion and she rests her hand on his and he rests hers on his on hers. Right, so they each have mm-hmm. their hands on their, their am, not amulets, medallions. Well, I guess it's an amulet, but um, and she tells him, "Focus your will." He asks on what, and she says, "On the amulets." And so he does. He focuses his will, and he can feel the power as he's doing it. You know, like there's something's happening. And then she cries out, "Mother!" Mm-hmm. 
And it says the power surged out of Garion in so vast a rush that he collapsed his knees unable to stand. Aunt Pole sank down beside him. Sinedra gasped. And mm-hmm. then there is a gray old wolf. Well, he saw the gray old wolf he knew to be his grandfather and another slightly smaller wolf that seemed to be surrounded by strange flickering blue light. Yes. So we assume that she summoned her mother in wolf form. Is that it? Well, you tell (laughs) me what your assumptions are because I know the story. You are reading this for the first time. So what is, I'll take your reading of it. Yeah, that's my that's my mm. interpretation. So, um, so there, <clears throat> this little, this smaller wolf is in there. But the interesting thing about her is that it doesn't seem like Grill can touch her. She's snapping at him, like and like biting yeah. at him. But every time he tries to get rid of her, her his hand and just passes straight through her, like she's not there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a spirit. Yeah. It's only there in spirit. It's like a spirit wolf that can bite or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know, maybe it's the blue light that's he can feel. Like the... And it's not actually... Like she's, I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. I don't, I'm, 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 I'm wondering. Anyway, so... Belgarath hamstrings gruel, which always makes me go, oh. <laughs> and he goes down and like he sort of, he's sort of batting away the wolves from his head and he lifts his arm up and Heta's under his arm with the saber, bloody froth out of his mouth. And then, and then uh, Silk comes up from behind and, rams his dagger up into the base of his skull and then smashes it up into his brain with a rock. (laughs) That's painful. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So this part was interesting to me because it says in in a moment of silence that followed the two wolves looked at each other across the monster's dead face, the the blue wolf seemed to wink once in a voice which Garion could hear quite clearly, a woman's voice, she said, how remarkable. And then with a smile, she vanished. <laughs> I liked that little paragraph. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. And then the old gray wolf howled with such yeah. anguish and loss. Garion felt it in his heart. He just... Oh. Mm-hmm. And then Belgarath was there and he's coming back towards them with tears streaming down his cheeks into his beard. That's the yeah. end of the chapter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is a good little chapter full of action. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So. Oh, did you like that chapter? I do like that chapter. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to read that gruel. He's horrible. But I just, it's, there's enough like little bits of elegance and magic and beauty that I kind of get to the end of it and I really have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. 
I have to say yesterday I had a migraine like all day. Oh, honey. And I was trying to read this. So I don't think I absorbed a lot of the fighting stuff too well. So like, I didn't understand who did what, when, then, cause I was kind of yeah. like, I, I'm okay. I got it. They're fighting shirt. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but then when I got to the end, I was like, okay, I can absorb this a little easier, you know, with the bull, mm-hmm. the wolf and all that. But yeah, I did. It was a good chapter. Okay. I should probably reread it without a migraine just to enjoy no, it. we've just got better. It. You get it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Go easy on well, yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday was a day of rest. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Very good. All right. So, magic. What is your magic? Oh, well. The wolf with the blue glow is my magic. Yes. She's glow and she's like a spirit wolf. I thought that was pretty cool. Very. And my magic is the connected magic between Gary and Paul and she calls for help. Mm-hmm. It's like the, you know. Yeah. I really like that. It's like building energy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I probably could have used for my real life relating as well, which I might actually use for my real life relating. <laughs> I think we we kind of chose the same thing for our life relating. So if you wanted, yeah, I'm going to let me just change this. I'll just type it in. Okay, what is your real life relating? Well, I really related to Wolf at the end when. Um, I'm assuming it was the woman he loved. I'm assuming that's how I interpreted it is the other wolf with the blue glow. Um, And so it's like, she came back and I think maybe a part of him was hoping like, Oh, she's here. Or maybe he knew all along she'd have to leave again, but nevertheless, it was too hard when she did leave again. Um, And it's, I think we all understand that, you know, when you, especially if it's you know someone you're just so close they're just right there and then they go and you're like i was just right there and i missed them you know kind of feeling so i'm gonna cry i know that feeling really really well mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway i think we all have probably at least a couple of instances of that whether it's romantic whether it's a child you know whatever it is and you know what i hope you do because it is exquisite that emotion is so full of love and mm-hmm. tenderness and fierceness and oh, it's, oh, it gives me chills <laughs> it's an amazing feeling yeah it is. It's definitely when you want to be present with to be able to sit through the sadness that also comes with it. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Embrace the snot bubbles, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, my real life relating mm-hmm. is the building of group energy to use for magic and ritual, like Paul and. Um, Gary and were doing with their amulets in a circle. And so um, when I'm in um, 
like we were talking was it in before the show we were talking about witch witchcraft and yeah yeah uh-huh. ritual and stuff yeah. and so when i'm building energy in a group for the purposes of performing magic or directing energy or whatever you build it in a group you join hands typically typically it's uh left hand is receptive right hand is like active so you hold your left hand with the palm up the right hand with the palm down and that's how you go around the circle and the energy sort of flows around mm-hmm. and different direction of energies for different kinds of things and that is an amazing feeling it's really uh it's entirely physical like you can feel it on all these levels and it's kind of amazing so yeah that's my real life relating that doesn't actually sound very real life but it is (laughs) it does sound really amazing (laughs) Uh, oh my god we're already up to prophecy speaks yeah god i'm used to these these marathon episodes that we've been doing holy crap this will just be pop 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 it's all done yeah yeah maybe it's a time change who knows oh i don't know that does my head in anyway do you want to go first or do you want me to go first um you can go first all right so my question this week is really simple and very seasonal what do I need to shed for Samhain? Because I'm going to have a little fire in the garden on Saturday. And typically one of the, one of my favorite rituals for Samhain is um, just really shedding what's ready to be shed. Or, and so I'll, a really simple ritual that you can do if you're so inclined is to write something on a piece of paper that you are ready to get rid of use this week leading up you know the rest of this week not that there's much left of it but you know maybe another time use the week leading up to someone to every day write something on a piece of paper that you want to get rid of that's coming up to you and presenting itself and then take all of your pieces of paper out to the fire and burn them be really present while you do it and that's a really simple way and you don't have to wait for a sound you can do that anytime that's a really actually quite powerful little ritual and really easy to do so you want to maybe just give a brief explanation of what that is in case people are like me and they had no idea until today oh sound is um <laughs> this <laughs> point in the um celtic wheel of the year observed in Wicca and all different different kinds of traditions mm-hmm. but this is like it coincides with it's what it's also called All Hallows Eve Halloween and it is when um, it's like the end of summer and the beginning of the dark cycle of the, the, the dark curve of the cycle and yeah that's a really simple explanation of what it is yeah 
just for some context. Okay. Um, oh, the book I'm using is called The Little Friend. It's by Donna Tart. Tart with double T at the end. So does that change the pronunciation? I don't know, but it looks interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my God, I think I've actually got a little prayer here or something. <laughs> Against the wall, covering a burned spot, was a hand-lettered sign which Eugene had painted himself and which his landlord, Mr Dial, had made him take out of the front yard. With the good Lord's help, upholding and spreading the Protestant religion and enforcement of all our civil laws, Mr Bootlegger, Mr Pusher, Mr Gambler, Mr Communist, Mr Homewrecker and all lawbreakers, the Lord Jesus has your number. There are 1,000 eyes upon you. You had better change your occupation before the grand jury of Christ, Romans 7, 4. This ministry stands strictly for clean living and the sanctity of our homes. <laughs> ah, okay. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is the <laughs> clean living. This is the year of my body. Today, here, I'm going to hold it up. Today, I got my yoga blocks. Oh, good. And my strap. Yeah. Yoga blocks. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Uh, Starting up yoga. I'm studying um, a yin yoga practice because that's because it's the connective tissue in my body that is completely inflexible. I feel like a fossil sometimes, like I'm, you know, turning into <laughs> some sort of petrified woman. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't do the really, um, the things that put uh, like a cantilever I'm not sure if this is the way to describe it, but the I can't have my hip, my right hip, doing any weight bearing because it flares up really easily. So I'm hoping that within, with a consistent yin yoga practice, I can get more flexible in the connective tissue and the um, ligaments and what have you in my body and release some of the tension and whatever I'm holding in there. And hopefully that will kind of flow on um, to the different systems in my body and just help me be more flexible. Cause I used to be a lot more flexible than I am now. And I hurt my hip and it, and it really scared me because it was incredibly debilitating for quite a long time. And so I stopped doing a lot of, physical activity and I had to stop doing yoga, which I was really sad about. I think I probably, I've talked about this on the show, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, because I felt, used to, I was starting to feel really strong. Like my body felt strong when I did a plank and it was kind of like, and I missed that feeling. So, yeah. so I'm going to do yin yoga, which works, <clears throat> which is a different kind of, 
practice. It's not working the muscles. It's relaxing the muscles. Mm -hmm. Like it's actively relaxing the muscles so that you can work the connective tissue. It's, um, I really enjoy it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So that is beginning, uh, tomorrow. I wanted to do it today, but didn't have time after work because the delivery was later in the day and eating clean living that to me says yeah clean up Mm -hmm. your eating clean up what you're doing with your physical body that kind of is how it spoke to me did you hear anything yes i did too that's how i I heard it too so there we go so what do i need to shed for salon whatever is blocking me from embracing that and making it part of my everyday life yeah it's true it's very important because once you get to the old age and you cannot and you already kind of that stiffness there's not much you can do because your body is too stiff and you're older and you can't really exercise the way yeah. you used to. And so you're kind of just stuck. So it's important to take care yeah. of that now while you still can. Exactly. You know? I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to be independent for as long as I can. So I don't want, yeah. you know, and strong yeah. and able to do things, able yeah. to, you know, enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm ancient, but you know, I'm 48. <laughs> I need to start some kind of consistent physical practice, I think. Mm-hmm. A good idea. Okay, your turn. Um, okay, so mine, uh, prophecy. I'm considering starting, I have to laugh at myself so I don't cry. <laughs> I'm considering yeah. starting What is that? You fundraiser. have to laugh so you don't cry. Yeah. Oh, honey. Okay. I got okay. you. I've got you. I already had a conversation with, um, my my business partner turtle sea book she's also a very good friend so that helped but i talked to her about it so i'm considering starting a fundraiser for myself on gofundme uh, i looked into it and you can do a fundraiser for financial support mm-hmm. on gofundme so i thought well just in this little kind of gap i'm in this could help even if i start looking for maybe part-time work possibly which I'm still kind of like a really really kind of against that though I don't know if I found something that would let me be flexible I, I, I could do it just temporary for like a couple months it could be fun yeah if I could find something that was yeah it could um, be book so research it could be if I could you know, my background always ends me up in like mortgage and banking and administrative stuff, which I'm just like, Bleh. no, 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 no. So we'll see. But that's so I'm thinking I'm considering starting a fundraiser for myself um, and just sending it to people I know and trust and I would might be willing to help. I won't I won't advertise on social media in any way. So I just want some guidance. Because I don't like asking for help. But I feel like that's something I need to get over. <laughs> One of the things I need to shed on Halloween. Mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve. So I'm using a Wrinkle in Time book. 
I can never pronounce her name, but it's Madeline Leingle, something like that. Um, I always go to the middle, let me not do that. All right. Most of the time he works alone, but some of the time he was at the Institute for Higher Learning in Princeton, correct? Yes. Then he did some work for the government, didn't he? Yes. You take it from there. That's all I know. That's about all I know too, Meg said. Maybe mother knows more. I don't know. What he did was, well, it was what they call classified. Top secret, you mean? That's right. And you don't even have any idea what it was about? Medic shook her head. No, not really. Just an idea because of where he was. Well, where? <laughs> Out in New Mexico for a while. We were with him there. And then he was in Florida at Cape Canaveral. <laughs> and we were with him there too. And then he was going to be traveling a lot. So we came here. You'd always had this house? Yes, but we used to live here just in the summer. And you don't know where your father was sent? No, at first we got lo lots of letters. Mother and father always wrote each other every day. I think mother still writes him every night. Every once in a while, the post mistress makes some kind of crack about all her letters. Um, what are you getting? Hmm, something in and the fact they're talking about her father's work um, being classified. Nobody really knew, knew what he did, but it was really important kind of work. Um, but as far as guidance on starting a fundraiser for myself, um, I don't know. <laughs> haven't been able to, to zone in on these lately. There's something about all the letters. Yeah. She keeps writing all the letters, mm -hmm. even though it seems like they're not going to anyone. Yeah. There's something there. Hmm. Does anything pop up when I say that? No. <laughs> like she doesn't stop. She keeps doing it and has kept mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. Even though it looks like she's not getting any return yet. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you might be getting from that, but I can't find it. The okay, so let me see. So you, you, I think that sort of saying started go. If this is the the question you're asking, guidance for starting a fundraiser on GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. If you think of the letters that she's writing and keeps writing as the GoFundMe, yeah, campaign. Like you, you just keep doing it. You keep showing up there and doing it, even though it might look like you're not getting any return. Mm. That in itself is a big practice. Yeah. Just that, does that sort of spark anything? You look like you got something just then. 
Well, I had thought this morning as I was talking to Christy about this, that this alone, whether the money came out of it or not, this alone would be a good, I think, a therapeutic way for me to heal that piece that I uh, feel like I can't ask for help, that I have exactly. to do it by myself. Precisely. That's, that's precisely mm -hmm. what I was getting at. Well done, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for helping me with that because I didn't see it in the text, but that's okay. It's um, my pleasure. Yeah, that's that's exactly. I feel like because I'm somebody that that even a year ago, that's something I would never, even if how desperate I'd ever could have been, I would have never admitted that to anybody. I would have been like, mm -hmm. nobody can know this. Mm -hmm. I can't. I have to figure this out. I have to do this. Okay. And so now it's kind of like, well, what would happen if you did just admit it? So you've gotten this answer now mm -hmm. twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do. I do. Yeah. All right. Is that, does, how does that feel? Do you feel okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool. it does. Thank you. <laughs> cheated on the prediction for the next chapter because I really said the same prediction that I said last week because last week I was way off got it all wrong that they would end up in Prolgu or wherever they're going yeah Prolgu so now I'm saying the same thing again because I'm like okay they've been I've, they've been on the mountain long enough they need to kind of wind this up <laughs> So I really hope they end up at Progo in the next chapter because we've got Excuse the monsters, me. they fought them off, they won, like let's get them into a place where they can be safe and get some more instruction or something, you know? Okay, cool. Uh, oh, nice hashtag. You're, you're just doing good job with the hashtags lately. I like it. <laughs> you can always change one if you want to. Oh, I do sometimes, but I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> the hashtag for this week is hashtag spirit wolf, thought up by our very own Alicia Seymour, who's coming up with some really good hashtags, actually, the last few weeks. <laughs> so just throw that into any interaction you have with us. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> yep. yep. Cool. Oh, okay, everyone. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We're at the end of the show. Oh, another show down. Oh my goodness. Just yeah. Yeah. And we're already more than halfway through this book, right? Uh let me have a look at the book. Let me see. We are at three. Yes, we're just over halfway. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. No, I wanted to, I wanted to meet the magician. <laughs> anxious. Find out what his gambit is. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we'll get closer to it next week. But for this episode, 
darling listeners, you can find all the extended show notes and links to all the things on our website, belgariatandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. Head over there, check it out, sign up to our mailing list while you're there. Does anyone actually go to the website and check out the extended show notes? I spend quite a bit of time sometimes looking for pictures and, you know, extra bits and pieces. Let me know if you actually go check it out. And <laughs> you can also leave a voice message for us. Love, we'd lo- I'd love to hear your voice. You hear our voice every week. I'd love to hear your voice. Even if it's just a hello and like, you know, that would be very cool. There's a link in the show notes for you to do that. And um, if you want to chat about the episode and connect with Alicia and I and other fans of the show, you can find us on Patreon. And yes, that means all of you, you don't have to be a paying subscriber to join us on Patreon and have those conversations with us. It's working really well. We've got some regulars over there already um, chatting with us. It's fantastic. There'll be a link in the show notes for you to do that. And at the moment, we're still on Facebook and Instagram, or you can actually, you can contact us. I'm sharing the Patreon posts over to the Facebook page. So that's a way for you to find us and to click straight on the post and pop on over to where we're having the conversation in Patreon. So that's an easy way to do it. But we are actively transitioning away from those platforms, Facebook and Instagram in favour of Patreon. Um, it feels, yeah. I don't know, I, how, how are you finding it over there? I'm loving it. Yeah, I do too. I didn't get to check in this past week. I saw so many messages come in and then I just, it was on a day I just couldn't. And then I, it's okay, know, babe. but it's totally, I okay. do, I do like it better. We'll um, work it I'll, out. I'll check it. Yeah. Uh, what I do is I go in, I check the messages to see if you've been in and put any messages or anybody else. I check the notifications, just have a bit of a look around. But yep. Yeah, it is good. It's better for sure. Excellent. And um, 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 um you can always email us at belgariadandbeyond at gmail.com with all of your questions and comments. There will be a link in the show notes. The Belgarian and Beyond podcast is an indie production. And the best way for you to show your support is to become a patron. And you can get access to bonus episodes of Before the Show and full uncut video episodes of everything. You get to see all the things. You get to see (laughs) our own Alicia turning into Polgara. That's all I'm going to say about that. Have a look at the video. Not to mention Sandra's expressions. (laughs) (laughs) Which are... I'm sure I watch I watch the videos sometimes and just laugh at myself (laughs) yeah when you hear me just laughing for what seems like no reason I'm probably reacting to one of her expressions (laughs) (laughs) and I have got on my list as your patronage comes in I have got on my list to get a new video new webcam (laughs) So that I'm not all kind of laggy and across the screen. Because <laughs> I'm very, I'm very active when I speak. I move a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so you can get all of that. 
And you can find out more at patreon.com slash Belgariad and beyond. There will be a link in the show notes. And hope to see you there soon. Come and join the conversation, darlings. We'd love to see you there. Yes, very much. Mm-hmm. But until next week, this has been us. Yeah. We'll be back next week again. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>